0: Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Route, the program where we gather every day at this time, Monday through Friday, anyway. And we're doing it every day this week. And what we uh, <laughs> what we do is we... Connect the dots between food producers and food consumers. It could all go sideways and haywire today with what we got going on. I have no idea what's about to happen because Amanda and I usually have this wonderful discussion every week. And today she brings along a treat and a turd. I don't don't even know where to go with that. Thorn is a treat. And then the other turd... Made a living being a turd, Marty Beard. Amanda, what were you thinking?
1: I mean, I was thinking I had a Grinch, a Santa, and a little elf, and we were going to have some Christmas fun today.
0: Yeah. Seeing a, well, that, see, we're going to have to eliminate Trent Trent, out of that little. Yeah, because man. I'm not a Grinch, and I don't have a beard, and so and I'm clearly You're not an elf. elf. So I'm, I'm left out.
1: No, nah, you can be the little elf. okay where's your christmas spirit we're gonna have a great show today
0: you know it's it's easy to have a christmas spirit when you have willing participants in the sleigh when you have somebody that just wants to constantly be a problem it kind of wears on you over time plus it's winter and all my pipes are frozen outside my sows don't have any water so i'm irritated okay
1: It is hard to be jolly when you're freezing your butt off feeding livestock, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Don't feel sorry for him. His pipes are always frozen. (laughs) His pipes freeze at at 31.
1: These Nebraskans living in that tropical state, Mm -hmm. they have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: Trent had
2: to cover his tomato plants last night. Big deal.
0: I guarantee you cover my tomato plants. I don't go to the local big box store and buy my tomatoes. I grow them (laughs) in my garden.
2: Oh, my God. Hey, Thorne, what are we going to do with Trent? You know what he's going to get in his stocking? A big lump of coal.
0: You know what? what I would love to get a. Can you just give me a whole train train load of coal? That'd be fine. (laughs) Yeah, well,
2: uh, I don't think I have that much pull with anybody. Never mind. I could maybe give you a a sack of uh, uh, hardwood uh, charcoal.
0: I I hate to tell anybody that I've been wishing for just one little car of train full of coal six miles from my house to slip off the track in the snow and the weather. And I'd run down there with my pickup and be set for the winter. Well, you know
2: enough coal, people. I think you could pull the string. Say, Amanda,
1: aren't we supposed to be talking about Christmas? Yeah. Because Trent yeah you're derailed. the one
0: who brought up coal.
1: He always yeah. derails my plans. I've got plans. Oh,
0: see, now we're still talking about derailing something.
1: <laughs> I've got an agenda.
0: <laughs> you always have an agenda.
1: Well, Thorne was er, Thorne. Everyone should know this show shouldn't even be happening right now. We couldn't get Marty on. Then we couldn't get Amanda's camera turned right. Then Trent Fails to click record, so this is like round 400 to get this show to you guys. But we're here, we're here now, Thorne. We're gonna make it a good show today. I think Marty was gonna show us something festive before we had to restart. Well,
2: I was, and you know, everybody has Christmas traditions, and and I think that everybody should realize that Jesus is the reason for the season. But um it's also a joyous time. Uh you know, our savior was born sometime in the last, in you know, so we're celebrating him him uh saving us and uh just him being our savior. But we all two have thousand
0: practice. years ago, you don't know that? What two thousand years ago, you didn't know that part. Yeah.
2: So Christmas traditions. I have two that I like to stand by. One is I always make my uh great Aunt Gladys's uh, beef suet plum pudding, and then we, uh, you know, we don't have a Christmas tree. Our kids are gone, so we just, um, and I have too much stuff around here, like my sewing, first sewing machine. So, but we've had a long-standing. Um, we decorate our favorite guns with Christmas decorations. Now this is a Vaquero 45 long Colt, uh, one of my favorites to shoot. So. At the Beard household, we actually deck Christmas decorate our favorite guns. I think it's a cr- Christmas tradition that everybody should just like start.
0: It. Just for the record, my Vaquero, I could get one more wrap of lights on it than you got.
1: Thorne, oh my God. You <laughs> which one of your guns would you decorate? <laughs> he can't believe he got up early for this. Like, <laughs> Marty bedazzles his guns. What the heck? Your Red Rider, maybe, huh? No. Um, show, show Marty what. Thorne's
0: not sure he got should have got in this wagon right here.
2: Yeah.
1: Maybe we should he decorate for the- <laughs> Look, he check out what Thorne has to decorate.
0: Try wow. to. Hey, Marty. Just as a you know, common courtesy, try not to make your. Shot look like a drive by shooting. Hold your camera still. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Thorn's going to decorate his mink. Nice.
2: Careful. You don't want to mess with those ears on the mount. Great job. Now, did you catch that mink?
1: His grandpa clubbed
2: it for him. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> Seriously? There,
2: yeah. There is what I love to talk about is family stories and traditions and that one will be remembered forever.
0: Club I thought for sure you were gonna say I love talking about clubbing rodents.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't same. know. I know if I had seals around my place, I'd go club some of them. Now that you, that's
1: an authentic Minnesota mink. That's you know, Rad, grandpa radke. Wow. This
0: this is a true story. You can find a history, I'm sure it's the same in both North Dakota, South Dakota, but in Nebraska history in the forties uh no actually sorry 30s when the drought was so bad and the jackrabbits were severe they literally had community jackrabbit clubbings just to protect what little was growing does
1: that sound fun thorns
0: in
2: Uh, oh that was just a puppy falling off the couch
1: Well, that's what we really want to see is the puppy. I mean, you can't be a Christmas special without a puppy. My gosh,
0: I don't know where it went. Well, you you would think you would see a Christmas special without a tree either, but But instead we see about Carol
2: Santa's reindeers. I managed to get. (laughs) (laughs) That's Rudolph. Apparently, Rudolph couldn't run, run Rudolph as fast as he thought.
1: Oh dear think one of those puppies would fit in thorn's stocking
2: oh yeah i'm just i'm trying to catch it right now
0: no wait wait a minute i've been in the middle of one of these marty brokering thorn puppy deals before and it didn't go good
1: well thorn says he only has a hundred dollars i don't know if that'll get get it Uh, i'll tell you what it's going to
2: cost a lot less for thorn to get a puppy from me So when he leaves here, he's not only going to leave with a puppy, but he would leave with a hundred dollars in his pocket. That's the kind of
0: Santa he is, Thorne.
2: You know, and I found out that my beard stays a lot cleaner. You know, there's no meat scraps or anything in it when I have puppies around. <laughs> Nobody What's says your filthy. There's some. There's a piece of steak in your beard.
1: Not when I have puppies.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: What's the puppy's name? Well, since she was the
2: only one born to marry, one of my favorite of all time hounds, um, her name is Uno. That's the only Spanish I know. Thorn, you know what Uno means? One. One. One, because she only had one puppy. Whoa.
0: Who just broke a leg Because Marty leaned back on the chair
2: No I didn't (laughs) You know what now I'm going to be Probably My place is going to be Surrounded by Who knows what kind of ATF Or FBI Not only because of my fighting chickens But now I'm a a puppy abuser
0: Don't forget to mention earlier in the week You told everybody you had a crippled old horse That barely could get to the feeder to eat no, I did not say yes, that. Yes, that's word for word what you said.
1: Fighting chickens. Back up. <laughs> <laughs> Thorn, we got to get up there. Hey,
2: there's traditions that are you just don't break.
1: <laughs> well, my kids joined wrestling, my three boys, and it is like Fight Club at the wrestling. They just throw 60 kids out on a mat, and it gets to be like fighting chickens.
2: I bet that's mayhem there. I bet you they are. Now, all three of them are in wrestling?
1: All three. Oh, my God. Marty, what's a bad wrestler called?
0: Bad wrestler is called a fish. Really? I had no idea. I do know this. Why you would come back, but when you do, we will continue this discussion with Thorne, Amanda, Marty, and myself. Preparing for this Red Shirt Friday tomorrow and Christmas on Sunday. More Roll out. ...minute and talk about Protect the Harvest. My guest today on Trend on the Loose is Joey and Matthew Carter from North Carolina. A lawsuit put them out of the pig business, out of food production, because some trial attorneys found a way to tap into greed of neighbors. You can watch this at protecttheharvest.com with full details. Protect the Harvest, free and fed America. Neither one of these two have ordered this book yet. I don't know what Marty Beard, Amanda Radke, or Thorne are thinking they've not ordered this Trent picture book. And I got a new hat, Thorne. What do you think of my new hat?
1: You should be wearing a black hat.
0: <laughs> Guess who owns this hat? I'm just borrowing it.
1: Is it Marty's?
0: You Can you see this on Marty? <laughs> yeah. Well, me either. That's why I took it.
1: <laughs> Is that a He ends sombrero? up with a
2: lot of stuff from my place. Skunk hats, skunk mittens, sombreros.
0: I'll be ma- I'll be wearing that. You forgot about the most important thing you gave me, or I don't remember if you gave it to me. If I took it, that Russian sable hat. Russian sable. Yeah, that that puppy'll keep you warm when it's twenty below, right there.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly wears it um, when Trent's gone because she gets hot-headed because she has to do all of the work. And uh, while well, Trent's gallivanting across the
1: country.
0: Traipsing. The official term is traipsing.
1: You're more of a gallivanter.
0: I'm a traipser.
1: I feel like he's a wanderer.
0: A wanderer. Is is there any substance to our discussion here on this pre-Christmas yes. yeah, discussion? Yeah, we
1: to get back to Christmas tradition. Well, I, I want to talk about things that make us joyful right now. Because a lot of times the news can be really heavy. And uh, I recently had a little, a little angel on earth save me off the side of the road. And I thought I'd share that story. And then maybe you guys could add in some joyful encounters you've had in recent weeks. So since you're waiting, we're
0: we're waiting for you. So
1: last week I was speaking in Iowa at, at Iowa Cattlemen's Convention in the middle of a blizzard and the roads were very dicey on the way home. And I found myself rattling on the side of the road and I up Beersford exit hour and a half from home. I decided I better get off the road now because it was icy and whiteout conditions and my truck was in not good shape. And I Googled mechanic shops and found dad's auto repair in uh, Beersford, which is a whole show for itself. But I quickly found out as I got into dad's auto repair that Uh, It was Vietnam veteran owned and it was a family owned company and they had time to work on my truck and they were able to get the parts in that day and get me back on the road in the middle of a blizzard. And uh, dad came in about right 20 minutes before I was set to leave. And we had a great discussion about um, the war. I found out he wrote a book called Vietnam veterans still coming home. And by golly, dad has checked up on me about three or four days in a, road, a row. He's been, he called to check on how the roads were, if I made it home, how I was doing. And uh, there's just still good people out there in this world. Um, if you take the time to look for them.
0: Didn't you do a little missionary work as well?
1: <laughs> yes. I, of course, talked about my faith because I feel like God puts the right people in front of us when we need it. And maybe dad needed to run into me too. So, Hopefully, I'm a blessing to him as much as he's a blessing to me. And the crazy part about it, to bring up our favorite nonprofit organization, Trent Luce, the All-American Beef Battalion. Not two minutes after I'd walked out of that auto repair shop where I had just given him my books, Faith, Family, Freedom, that were dedicated to our favorite Vietnam veteran, Bill Brody, the late Bill Brody, get in my car. And Barrett Brody, his son, had given me a call. I think you sent him my way. But uh, I, I did needless to say, we were all crying as I pulled out of the parking lot that day because it was just a full circle moment of some, a Vietnam veteran taking care of me and, and another one from the other side saying hello in a, in an indirect way. And I got home to the kids. So that was very exciting.
0: Yeah. I mean, first of all, the odds of you going online, finding a shop that would have the ability to get you in right away that in itself was the first joyful experience and in divine intervention because in today's world that just doesn't happen
1: no well they were the whole time i was sitting there the whole three hours they they kept taking calls saying we don't have time to see you but yeah. we can't get parts till next week so the fact that they could that anything was even open in the blizzard to get my parts it was yeah it was just a many blessings on top of blessings And they said if I had driven another five miles, my wheel would have flown off on the middle of the interstate. So divine intervention, keeping me safe.
0: Marty's divine intervention and his blessed moment was the day he walked up to meet a stranger who was speaking at the Agri-International with this cute little blonde girl wearing a skunk cap.
2: Yeah, strange is the, I mean, great choice of words, strange. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Chris. Hey, Amanda. Um. And I think the most important thing on that story is your faith. And I feel sorry for people this time of year that don't have faith and how empty and lonely it must be, Um, especially this time of year. You know, I can't imagine Christmas without a belief in Jesus, how empty that must be. But I think that's the important deal and the important thing for us to remember that we were lost at one time. And uh, and I think that uh, whatever brought us to Jesus is we need to seek those people out, especially this time of year, and uh, spread that faith and our belief in Jesus, and that will bring true Christmas joy. So I think your faith is what that set that whole chain of events.
0: Um, uh, I agree.
1: Yep, I. It's amazing how God is always always talking to us or all oh, if we listen and you know I read a post last night that said if we don't fill our hearts with Jesus it'll be filled with other things like jealousy, bitterness, sadness, anger, you know all of these tough emotions and but if we fill our heart with Jesus there's no room for all of that and uh I would tell people if it's been a long time since they've been to church it's okay it, the doors are always open and waiting for you and it's never too late to go back And maybe maybe this Christmas, it's been a tough year for a lot of people, but maybe this Christmas is the year you walk back into church and get welcomed back into to Jesus's loving arms because he never left you. You know, he's still there just waiting for you.
0: Well, and the other part of that is that uh, while some of this is tied to Easter instead of the birth of Jesus, It's the epitome in reminding us that not every day is a bed of roses. Not every day goes the way that you think that it's going to, and you're going to have to deal with sacrifice in order to accomplish what it is that we need to accomplish at the end of the day. And that is live to serve God and make a difference in other people's lives.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was definitely having a pity party sitting on the side of the road, wanting to get home to my kids. And it was a five hour drive that ended up taking me 14 hours, but And I was like, nope, God needed me to pull off on that exit that day to talk to this man. And, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a blessing. And I think there's going to be a part two when I can hunt that man down and convince him to come on TV.
0: Marty, do you have any blessings?
2: (laughs) Well, through you, I met Amanda and, uh, I think her faith and, uh, and of course, the most important part is my coon hunting partner, Thorne there. Um, so Trent, I got to thank you for introducing me to Amanda and Thorne, you know, I mean, I'll tell you what, uh, the good times we had coon hunting that night, that's, that's what's important to me, you know, smiles on kids' face this time of year. Um, and uh, I think we need to humble ourselves and realize that not You know, and it's sad to say, but not every child is going to be happy right now. And anything we can do to make uh, some child happy, I think, is going to be important uh, on Christmas.
0: Which brings me to maybe the most important thing. What makes a child happy? The proper parenting keeps everything, excuse me, keeps everything in perspective. And it's not a new toy that should make the, the kids happy. It's the joy in the family, the joy in the heart. And that's the toughest thing for any kid to understand. But that's when it comes back to parenting and leading by example.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. It's not about the presence under the tree. It's right. about uh, carving out those moments. And really what kids desire and crave the most is time. Just unplug, quit running, and just enjoy Christmas together as a family, I think, is the best gift you can give a kid.
0: Of course, Marty and I are on the the tail end of that little scenario because we have one left at home. I he he maybe has a half a left at home. You are reminded of that on a daily basis, so yes, we're, we're putting Troy, pressure on. Troy yeah. is
1: definitely motivated by the presents. Thorn's a sophisticated <laughs> man, so I mean, do you you want to tell him what's been on your Christmas wish list because it's pretty great. <laughs> What did you ask for for Christmas? Bullets, a target, glove, hat, headlamp. Pocket knife? Pocket knife.
0: Headlamp. That sounds pretty handy to me. (laughs) Everybody needs a headlamp. Kelly even has a headlamp. That works really well. We are only halfway through. That's right. Kelly has a light shining in her life. It is Jesus along with her headlamp. Thank you. I uh, appreciate the segue there, folks. I want to say thanks to Cole and the impact that Cole continues to have to power our life. Cole by turning the lights on. We'll be back with more, the second half. Roll route after this. Welcome back. Roll route. Trent Lewis alongside Amanda Radke and Thorne. Marty the Beard, the turd. This is the turd. What does call you, the turd?
2: Yeah, you can talk big when you're 600 miles away.
0: 500. I'm only 500.
2: 500. Well, I'll put it to you this way. I got a four-foot drift in my yard. Um, if you were one mile away right now, you'd be pretty safe. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to yeah. start my bobcat um, at, uh, well, I don't think I could start it at 21 below, but Uh, Um, I'm just going to be snowed in here for a couple days, I'm afraid, until it warms up on Christmas.
0: I'm not about wishing my life away, but this is one day I can't wait till it's over. I'm just telling you. It's
1: not going to be fun out there, is it? No. Now, for context, Trent, you better tell everybody why you keep calling Marty a turd.
0: Because he's a turd. What else do they need to know?
1: Oh, there is a backstory here. No,
0: he's a turd. The quicker you you get rid of him, the better you you feel.
1: He's a turd professional, for one. No, he's not. He's an ex-turd professional. I I was a horseshoer
2: for 25 years, and I pumped septic tanks for 10. So I'm forever known as a turd burglar now. (laughs) You know, could be Marty Beard the Horseshoer, but no, it's Marty Beard the turd burglar.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a true story right there.
1: Now, Trent, you never told us what you're joyful for right now. All you're I, thinking about is freezing your butt off outside.
0: Uh, no, Marty, I did talk about what I'm joyful for. Marty hasn't said anything.
1: What? No, Marty said he was grateful for me because I'm a blessing.
0: And Thorn?
1: Yeah, I heard we were a gift. I didn't hear nothing on well, your I'm, gift. I'm
2: thankful for a lot of things. You know, um, Jesus has worked in my life. Um, he He gave me. One of the greatest gifts that I consider, and probably pulled my whole uh, soul right out of the hole of hell, and that was a uh, a small Bible study uh, with with some friends of mine that um, you know I've known since well one of them since kindergarten, and uh, another good friend of mine, Will McDonald, and and uh, he's kind of the backbone of this Bible study we have, but. It's a small family-oriented Bible study with just people from our community. Um, There's maybe sometimes 15, sometimes four people that go every other Sunday. And I just cannot talk enough about that and I don't wanna fill this show up with it, but a small family-oriented Bible study to me is the best way to reach people. My heart is so filled with Jesus. When I leave that Bible study, I am happy for the rest of the week for my Bible study.
0: I I didn't want to weigh in when Amanda was talking to people about going back to church because she would have called me a Scrooge. But in my mind, what you're doing there is so much more fulfilling than what's happening in churches all across this country today. And I think that and I believe, Marty, that that is more closely representative of the way churches started. And then somewhere along the way, they lose their way and, and, and it goes away from biblical teachings. And if you're not teaching the Bible, then what are you doing?
2: Well, I think it's very important. Uh, a Bible study with. Um, good upstanding members is gonna really help you because uh first of all we discuss different versions of the Bible and uh I'm a big King James fan and and we've got some uh participants that use the NIV. I mean and there is things that have been taken out of that NIV that I don't agree with or changed in the least little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. it is amazing uh, the difference. And when you can discuss that and you can see what was originally meant. And then, of course, I'm a, I'm a digger. I dig back into other things. You know, I, I love the Dead Sea Scrolls and uh, gives you some of that Old Testament context of what, what was meant. I mean, when you find something that is um, written on parchment and papyrus, in the original form. Um, to me that's pretty important. And uh um yeah, it's been a it's been a joy. Our last Bible study was strictly the Christmas story. So yeah, it's important that by, that that one-on-one Bible study with people you love it could be family.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I was once told, you know, we're in our third year of homeschooling and it has plenty of ups and downs, but some seasoned homeschool mom, told me one time, you know, if you just had a Bible, that's literally all you need to homeschool. And I didn't believe her. I thought, no, I got to have all these fancy curriculums and I got to, you know, I have to be super sophisticated with it. And I tell you the last month, Scarlett has opened up the book of Luke and she is uh, writing in her own words, the story, the Christmas story and drawing the pictures. And I mean, that's been our language arts, our art class, our grammar, our spelling, I mean, basically everything besides math. And it's right there, right in the Bible, in sacred scripture.
0: Which leads me to something I think is a worthy discussion on this uh, Bible and celebration discussion of Jesus. I see several, uh, what they're called, biblical scholars. And I don't know what the definition of a biblical scholar is, to be honest. They're talking about how we as Christians, and I'm not sure this person, was, uh, these people, as multiple people, are, are not Christians, but they're talking about how we have misinterpreted the New Testament and the birth of Jesus and that he wasn't really born in an inn. He was born in some family, extended family's house. And I'm reading all of this and I'm like, does it matter? Was he born in a manger? Was he born in a barn? Was there a donkey looking over him? and and then I, the other part of that is this this is just somebody trying to create seeds of doubt of what about what it is that we believe in so where do we go with that Amanda
1: I mean I I think all of those seeds of doubt are planted in our mind it it even is like It's one of those things, if you can doubt one part of the story, then is any part of the real, is any part of it real. And, um, you know, Jesus is in our heart. The Holy Spirit resides within us. And the reality is that we live in a broken world where there is an agenda to remove God from every facet of our life and disconnect us from our creator. And so I think we need to prayerfully and with discernment um, do what we can do to, again, fill our souls up with, with Jesus and Jesus alone. And the, the best way to do that is to open up your Bible and get to know the voice of God yourself.
0: Marty. Well,
2: I wholeheartedly believe in Jesus. And and, and we want to look at the Old Testament and all the prophecies that predicted, prophesized that Jesus, our Savior, was coming. And I mean, not... Uh, just, um, oh, people can say, well, that was just uh, a coincidence or haphazard. You know, we got to realize that, you know, Satan is the prince of this world that we live in right now. And he's got ultimate power. And he is planting seeds of doubt in everybody. And his job and his goal is is to tear our belief in Jesus apart. He's happy when we are, sad and non-believing. And, uh, I look back at those prophecies. Hey, I, I would do great in the old Testament. Um, you know, when God ordered me to do something, I would go, I would, you know, (laughs) but, uh, Hey, I I'm a follower of Jesus Christ and, uh, I can't do those things that the old Testament, uh, that the Jews were called on. But I think we have to be very careful and realize what part satan has in this world and and how powerful he is and uh he wants to
1: destroy us and And, go ahead oh i actually think a lot of this darkness that's coming to light that it's just so blatantly obvious now who certain people in society serve i actually think it's a blessing and a gift because no longer can i say i didn't know or i can't see now myself and my family have to make a conscious decision who do we serve And that might mean we separate from a lot of people, but that's what the Bible called us to do in the first place. And so what a blessing it is that we can have clear eyes to see. And I tell the kids all the time, every single day and every choice you make, you're either serving Satan or God, which one is it going to be? And that's, that's simple things like obeying your mom and dad or not telling a lie. It's little things when you're a kid, but it's, it's training yourself in the way you should go so that when you're an adult, you also know I I get to serve one master and one master only. And which one is it going to be? And the choice is clear. and and people are making that choice every single day.
0: I concur that in my lifetime, it was easy to be a lukewarm Christian going about your daily life, going to church on Sunday, thinking you were doing what you needed to do. And in today's world, if you're a lukewarm Christian, you're in trouble because yes. I mean, it, it's blatantly right in front of you. And And a lot of that is because we see things from around the world. I mean, we see this week just as a perfect example, and I think this is a great analogy. You may not. We sent Air Force One taxpayer U.S. funded plane to Ukraine to pick up a, a pupil of Satan and bring him here and tell him what we need to do. We saw all of that. And in the 80s, you didn't see any of that. It wasn't like you're living at real time. So it's completely different now. One minute, Marty.
2: Well, I think you're correct. Um, you know, these
0: secrets. Well, we'll just shut down right now because in, you know, 20 years, Marty has never echoed that sentiment. <laughs> We're all route. Right. Last segment right after this. Now I want to remind you about Certified Piedmontese. We are at that holiday season. It's Christmas. Let's be clear. You know what? You're almost too late. Here's the deal. There's a special tomahawk sale going on today. You need the code. What's the code? If I give you the code, is anybody going to know it? At Certified Piedmontese. Let me look this up. Go to CertifiedPiedmontese.com if you'd like to get a superior's line of product. Where's my inbox here? Why Why didn't I do this before I started talking? Because everything is on a time. Everything's so fast. And it's cold outside. Isn't there a song by that? So go to certifiedpedmontese.com. Check out the specials. You can get a $37 tomahawk at no price today. That's exactly what's happening at Certified Piedmontese. I am pulling it up. Not at all. I thought I was going to pull it up right here and right now. I'm not. But so, what you do is you go to the website, you check it out for yourself to see what's going on. CertifiedPiedmontese.com. And if you're a Great Plains cattleman and would like to be a part of this rambling endeavor, they don't ramble. I did because I was trying to find the code. I don't know why I can't find that code. It was just here this morning. Lone Creek Cattle Company.com to get full details about being a part of the supply chain. It is about a premium of $180 over market price. In today's battles, and we are in a battle just to continue to produce food, you need to capture every possible dollar. I'm not saying being, be greedy. I'm just saying that's what it takes to make it work. And you know what the Romans did to their farmers? They increased the cost, increased the taxes to the mo- point where they're couldn't afford it anymore. Then their civilization collapsed. Don't let our farming population do that. LoneCreekCattleCo.com Welcome back. Roll Route right, Trent Lewis alongside Marty. Not on a Monday.
1: I Marty. think Marty needs to come on Thursdays. Every Why?
0: week. No, because I can't tolerate him two days a week.
1: But it's I never to
0: talk to him. Well, call him. Don't drag I mean, me into this.
1: But you know what's the great thing? Tyler and I were talking about this. You know what the great thing about your shows are? It's it's literally like recording a phone call with you. This isn't like a scripted, super produced show. It's real people who have relationships, who have experiences with one another, who are sharing those conversations with a, an audience.
0: It's too bad the radio audience can't see the picturesque picture that you have going on right there. Young sun, coonskin cap, trees in the background, cold outside, Christmas tree in front of you. It's just you should take a picture of that and sell a book.
1: <laughs> I I yes, and I'll sell mine for 20, and you'll sell yours for a hundred and fifty.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, you sell thousands of them. He sold two, so
1: <laughs> <laughs> Marty with the zinger, huh? Thorne finds it comical when Marty takes Trent down, don't you? Yeah. Thorne, what do you because know?
0: It's, that's because it's rare, Thorne.
1: What are we celebrating <laughs> at Christmas, Thorne? Jesus' birthday. And what makes that so important? Savior. He's our Savior. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty special, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So what are you looking forward to doing at Christmas the most? Presence, food, church, church, why? He's a man of many words, Thorne Radke. <laughs> he sure
2: talked a lot more when we were coon hunting that night. He was, uh, he was asking a lot of questions that night.
1: Mostly saying, mom, just don't mess this up for me. This is the oh, best day of God. my life. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, well, uh, i, I- I'm here to tell you the best Thorn statement ever in my life will be when we're at the restaurant and he looks at his mom and says, Mom, I can't eat here. I don't eat what I don't kill. <laughs> <laughs> thorn. And the
1: heart, I have to tell him we haven't killed much, so we're probably going to starve to death over yeah. here. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Okay. I
1: a bird out of a tree the other day, though.
0: So this is nothing new. It's very predictable, but. <laughs> The only answer that can be the blessing in my life is that for, for 22 years, speaking in 48 states on four continents, I have experienced person after person that, that not only just somebody I meet, but becomes an integral part of my life forever. And I I do not overlook that or take that for granted in any way, shape or form. And I believe that most of those people were put in my life for a specific reason. hmm some of those I'm still trying to figure out why but you know he's still showing up which gives me a chance to figure it out
1: you know as a as a mom leaving my kids to go on the road all the time I really struggle with that and then I get on the road and I meet these amazing people and I just think wow like yeah God is bringing the right people in front of you and they always seem like they're the pure person you need right in that moment right it sounds cheesy and like oh she's just making it up but you you know it too and I I would say hands down. The Man March in Mandan was the top event of 2022, and I was initially pretty skeptical, but I'm darn glad I went. Pretty
0: skeptical? No, you were were arguing with me that it was a stupid idea and you'd never attend.
1: I mean, I am a chick, so I didn't think it was for me. (laughs) And then I was the opening speaker at the Man March, so take that for what it is. I don't know what that says about the Man March, but...
0: Well, it says that you're a woman raising three sons. Maybe you're the most important person at the man march.
1: I suppose, but we got to do it again. We definitely. Because
0: I don't know if you've noticed or not, Marty and I, neither one raised a son.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they got no advice for me, Thorne. These kids are feral. (laughs)
0: Yeah, you're on your own.
1: All I can see is Thorne growing up to be like you two, and I'm going to have a rough, rough
0: go. I can tell you all about rivers of estrogen. I can't tell you about raising a young man.
2: Well, I'll, I'll I can tell that. you this on raising young men. Um, I'm thankful that uh, the my the significant others, uh, my daughter's boyfriend and my other daughter's husband. I'm glad that they were raised by Christians. So that's the most important thing that you can do when raising sons is to raise good, strong Christian men. And uh, so, and you're that doing is- that. So.
1: My Great prayer, God. my most frequent prayer is I'm praying for the parents of my children's future spouses, because I hope that they're putting in the work, too, at a time when it's really, really hard and stressful. Um, but I want my kids to be equally yoked. And and I know it's it's really hard in the face of um, so much opposition to being a Christian right now.
0: Yeah, I just want to point out that that pool has gotten to be quite limited lately.
1: Sure has. But God's got God's got us and there's going to be a remnant. There's going to be a sector of society that says, "Nope, we don't like the agenda. I, I we don't like the drag queen shows at South Dakota State University. So why am I sending my kids to that land grant university? We don't we don't like the corruption and evil in society and the godlessness and the fact Brookings
0: that I, had a drag show contest. What?
1: I sent it to you. Yeah. You can well, watch the video if you Why would I
0: do that? Why would Um, I even pay attention? And why does South Dakota State allow it to happen?
1: I sent it to Marty, too. He didn't even have a reaction.
2: Whoa, I resent it to a lot of people. (laughs) And I really don't... Well, I I can't remember getting it from you. Um, I actually found it on Citizens Free Press.
1: Oh, it was on Dakota War College, but Libs of TikTok posted the footage. And the thing is, is um, SDSU President Barry Dunn Um, you know, responded to it saying like it wasn't hosted by the university, but it was sponsored by the university's Office of Multicultural Affairs. And it was advertised as kid friendly and it was sold. Tickets were sold online as a family appropriate event. And if you go to Libs of TikTok and watch some of the footage, number one, you're going to notice drag queen men in very scandalous, very little clothing. And two, you're going to notice a lot of young students one with a, a girl with her mouth gaping open like she was in shock to even be okay, seen well, so.
2: this is for a thursday show amanda we're going back to christmas joy
1: well sorry I, get so <laughs> right, now because say,
0: I, I I just wanted to say that this is not exclusive to south Dakota state every single university has this crap going on right now
2: yeah i 24. checked with I actually checked with a, a good friend of mine. Um, he, he's going to uh, I think UND or one of those North Dakota universities. Now, he said they had one a couple years ago before he was there. So no, I mean this is happening in the in the Christian Midwest uh, yeah. at our public universities funded universities. and uh, so that's a real problem, but
0: hey, look. look. I I have a daughter, excuse me, we have a daughter who is going to a college started by the Presbyterian Church and still claims to have ties to the Presbyterian Church. And my 20-year-old daughter does not feel that she can talk about Jesus in class anymore because she is tired of getting ridiculed.
1: Well, the reason I bring this up, I don't mean to like drop a bomb on the Christmas special. Yeah, way to go. No, but the Bible, the Bible tells us it's going to get worse. The Bible tells us it's going to, society is going to continue to deteriorate, but that's where we have to choose joy. We have to be strong in our faith. We have to be active in our service and we have to be committed to teaching the next generation our the true biblical teachings that Jesus laid out for us because they're going to need to face an evil broken world that we probably can't even imagine. And they're going to have to be able to stand strong against the against Satan's schemes.
0: But in that same vein, Amanda, it says that it will be like a woman giving childbirth. So Marty and I can't relate because we were standing alongside holding your hand saying, you can do it, honey. You can do it.
1: You too couldn't have handled it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like a cow, all I, natural. Just leave me alone in this corner over here. I got this, but
0: yeah. Get <laughs> I, too
2: close to me and I'm going to run you over the fence.
1: Well, there is that I would destroy.
0: Somebody, uh, I, I got to tell you, one of the most painful things in my life was watching Kelly loose in nine hours of labor. That was a tough day. March 23rd, 1998. I'll never forget it. And then they got the knife out, cut her open and, three minutes later, it's over. Like She was like, why didn't we do that at the beginning? All right, Thorne, you got to send us out of here with some Christmas cheer in the last two minutes.
1: Do you want to tell him your uh, Home Alone clip? <laughs> tell him, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Merry Christmas, <laughs> you filthy animals. <laughs> He's on a real Home Alone kick.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: that's great.
0: All right, well, we got a minute and a half. What do we need to most let people know before we say thank you?
1: I'd just like to quickly share that, again, what I said earlier about it's never too late to turn back to your faith. You know, the movies and entertainment industry tells us that we're supposed to be just so joyful this time of year, and we're supposed to be so happy all the time, and the presents are supposed to be perfect, and the food, and all of that, and I'm here to tell you Jesus came for us lowly sinners, for the brokenhearted, for for the grieving. For the sad and for the lonely, he didn't come for the Hallmark movies. So, especially if you're hurting right now, this time of year, now is the time to come back to Jesus and celebrate our Savior. Because with Him, without Him, I, there is nothing. We we have nothing.
0: Mm, you're gonna try to top that?
2: I can't top that. Yeah, that that is perfect. I mean, that's what we need to know. And 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 not only those that turn back to their faith. Those that were raised without faith, um, seek that, seek it out. And uh, you'll know what, when you find it, and it's easy to find if you look for it. Um, If you weren't raised in a Christian household, you are not left out. You can, you can find that and it's real easy to find. It's like that star that the uh, wise men followed. It's, it's real bright when you look for it. Mm
0: -hmm. I am not going to make the analogy that you've just been listening to gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but the three of us do indeed hope that you find your jewel in life. And from our way of thinking, 2,000 years ago, he was born in a manger. His name is Jesus. For Thorne, Amanda, Marty, I'm Trent. Always remember, all roads do lead to a roll route. Today, I want to talk about the Wall of Honor Dot org. Get full details about the wallofhonor.org. There's a lot of walls of honor, and I don't poo poo any of those. I think the more places that we have to say thank you and pay our respects and pay our honor to the, you, do you pay honor or you give it? You actually give honor. It's something you freely give because you show appreciation and say thank you because without you, I couldn't do what I do. The men and women in the United States military and the first responders are who this Wall of Honor pays tribute to. You can get a monitor, put it in your local establishment, and we'll have the local entities present. TheWallOfHonor.org. Make a contribution to keep it going, too.